We interrupt your regularly scheduled podcast to bring you Listen, Watch, Discuss. Enjoy the show. Hey everyone, what's up? It's your favorite host again, Brent Aiken, back with another episode of Listen, Watch, Discuss. And tonight's episode, I'm going to be talking about uh, the first season of Amazon Prime's new original series, Invincible. Now, uh, if you haven't been on social media in the last month, month and a half, um, or couple months rather, you probably haven't seen anything about this show. But if you have, there's a chance you've seen at least some still images or, you know, a clip or a promo for the show. Um, and if you, but if you haven't, or if you want to know more about it, uh, basically the show, uh, was created by Robert Kirkman, who, uh, also created The Walking Dead, and it follows this, uh, it's basically an adult animated, uh, superhero show, and it follows this, uh, 17-year-old boy named Mark Grayson, who, uh, finally develops his superpowers, uh, just one random day working at, uh, his part-time job after school. And his, uh, which is good because his father is Omni-Man, the most powerful superhero on the planet. Um, and the show follows Mark and his dad, Nolan, AKA Omni-Man, uh, training him in the ways of, uh, a superhero, training him and showing him how to become a superhero and how to, you know, face evil against, you know, face villains in overwhelming circumstances and overwhelming odds. And, um, it's just, uh, that, that's basically the, the basic plot. Uh, and I, I should warn you, as with most of my reviews, I'm going to be heading into spoiler ter- territory right now. So if you haven't seen the show and you want to watch it, you know, stop this podcast and go watch it. Uh, but if you want to go ahead and listen, you don't care about spoilers, then by all means, listen away. So, uh, but I just figured I'd give everyone that fair warning just in case they wanted to watch the show before listening to my review on it. Cause I will be spoiling some, some things. <laughs> um, so yeah, so, uh, if you've seen the trailer, you know that that's, you know, it, that's basically what it shows. You know, it shows... This dad, uh, Nolan, or Omni-Man, his, his superhero name, and his son Mark uh, bonding and kind of like fighting evil in their city, um, you know, while, while, he, while he is training him in the ways of a superhero. Um, and, you know, it's, and it's, fun, it's funny because it seems like, uh, <laughs> it seems like everything's, like everything's going so well in the first episode. Um... In fact, you could argue it's everything's going too well, um, and that's because it is. Because uh, there's this really, and and again, like I said, I'm gonna, so I'm I'm just gonna talk about what happens at the end of episode one. Uh, but there's this big twist at the end of episode one, where uh, there's this group of superheroes that protects Earth called the Guardians of the Globe. Think DC's Justice League, but you know, with with a few other random characters thrown in. Um, but it, you know, they're they're basically the sole protectors of Earth, and Omni Man is also one of the Earth's protectors. But he he doesn't really he doesn't consider himself a guardian of the globe. You know, I mean, he is a guardian of the globe, but he's not an official member. Like he helps them, 
you know, when they, in their time of need, if they need help, but he's, he's never been an official member. But, um, but at the, at the very end of the episode, because the episode ends with, uh, Mark, uh, beating up this criminal, uh, Titan, who shows up again later in the series, uh, in the first season, but he, you know, it ends with him beating up this bad guy. And he's like, all right, so Mark's got his powers. He's, you know, fighting evil. He's saving his city and the world. This is all going great. And then the post, well, not post credit scene, a mid credit scene, I guess, because they, sh- it, yeah, it's, so the mid credit scene pops up and uh, <laughs> things take a turn. <laughs> things take a turn for the worse from there. It, uh, basically, the Guardians all get a, a summon, a distress call to head to their headquarters because uh, they're like, oh, something's going on. We gotta, you know, we gotta go back to the to our to HQ, and so they all head back. There's like seven of them. There's seven of them. They all head back, and then they get there, and they're like, okay, which one of you sent the distress call? And they all realize none of none of them did, and then they realize, oh shit, this was a setup. And at which point we find out that Omni Man was behind it. And they're all confused as <laughs> just as much as the audience because they're they're wondering, okay, what's going on? You know, like we've known each other for years. What, why, why did you do this? And then he starts basically he gets into a big fight with all seven of them and ends up killing them one by one. And right before he kills the final one, uh, a mortal. Uh, he, he just caved Immortal's chest in, like he punched through his chest and went through his back and, and, you know, his fist went through his back. He's lying on the ground dying. And as he's like wheezing and gasping his final breath, Immortal asks Omni-Man why he did this and he just chops his head off. And then, but he did sustain some damage. Like they did, and it was a good fight. That was a great fight. But uh, he did sustain some damage, so Omni-Man passes out from from all the bruises and the beatings that he just took. But I, that was one of the few TV, few moments in a TV show in recent memory where I just, I, because, and the credits kept going right after that moment. I just, I had to stop it because I was like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> like, like that caught me so off guard because I wasn't, I mean, I expected it because from the trailer, it doesn't, it doesn't seem like too kid friendly, but it doesn't seem too adult. And it's not, I should clarify, it's not, the show's not too adult and it's not edgy for the sake of being edgy. It's just, um, the, the, the violence and the gore in that scene took me so, caught me so off guard. And also the fact that up until that point, like I said, everything was going hunky-dory. Everything was going so smooth. You know, Mark, you know, found out, oh, I, shit, I've got powers now. And his father was training him to become a superhero, and he was doing well, you know. I mean, he had a little bit of conflict with uh, some kids at school and his mom, but, you know, he kind of got over it. Everything seemed to be going fine, and then that happens at the end, <laughs> and you're like, you're just left with so many questions. Like, why did Nolan... Why did Omni-Man kill all of them if he's... Because he's been working for them. We're led to assume he's been working for them for at least 20 years because Mark's 17. So depending on when he got on Earth, to Earth, he ha- he would have had to have known Debbie. That, that's Mark's mom, by the way. Uh, he would have had to have known Debbie for a few years, probably before... you know. So they probably dated for a few years, then got pregnant and, or married and pregnant and had Mark. So he's been on Earth for like 20 years. And he's probably been with or helping the Guardians for 20 years. So 
to just see that come out and just to have him come out and flat out murder all of them. It's like, okay. So, so right off the bat, you know, at the very end of the episode, you know, you, you begin to realize, oh, this is a little different than your average superhero show. It's a little, well, one, it's animated, which I mean, not that we haven't had animated superhero shows in the past, but this is an adult animated superhero show. So that kind of is a somewhat new factor. And, uh, I guess you could say it's reminiscent of the boys in a way where it like one, it's an Amazon original and as the boys is an Amazon original too. And two, it is, um, like rated TVMA. Like it's a pretty, not, not vulgar and raunchy, but I mean, it is a little more edgy. I mean, you know, a little, and a little more gory and violent, uh, than, I mean, you know, it, in, it's in the same vein of, as the boys. Uh, but I actually think, and I haven't finished the boys yet. I, I've, I'm still, I still haven't finished season one, but I think I actually like this better. Um, and, uh, man, I don't know. It's just, it's so crazy, but yeah. So basically the rest of the season is, uh, well, a lot, a lot happens. We, in the second episode, we find out there's this, uh, government agency called the GDA who, which, uh, let me see what that stands for. Um, Trying to see where that is. Where is that at? Uh, hmm. Well, anyway, he. Uh, it, it's basically just this. Um, it's this organization that helps the. Um, that helps the. Oh, the Global Defense Agency. Yeah, that's. Sorry, that's what it's called. Yeah, but uh, they basically help the Guardians of the Globe if they need trouble, you know, and they, they provide them with resources. They, they're this really technologically advanced um, organization that um, they, they utilize, like, advanced technology and, um, and uh, basically, you know, use their resources uh, to, like, if a superhero's ever in uh, danger of dying or they've just been injured or beaten really bad you know, they have like this really great, uh, medical wing in, in their office. And they've also got this giant monitor room where they can, you know, and they've got a satellite in the sky that shoots lasers, you know? So, so it's kind of like shield in a way, you know, it's like this very, it's this clandestine organization that just, um, is there to kind of make sure the superhero missions go right. And, uh, to, to help them in their time of need. Like I said, if they've, if they're on the verge of death or about to, or have been beaten, injured, or injured really bad, they come in and, and provide them with the medical care they need to, you know, get back on their feet. Um, and of, of course, they also protect the families of the superheroes and all that. Um, but yeah, so, uh, I just, yeah, it's so, so the, be- the rest of the season is basically just, uh, we're, it's one, uh, Mark, uh, who, by the way, the name of the show is his superhero name, uh, he comes up with that in the first episode. Um, so it's it basically follows Mark or invincible, uh, you know, juggling, going to school, going to high school and, uh, fighting villains, uh, that show up in his city. And also, uh, and, and, you know, some other plots or the other plot includes, uh, you know, it's like trying to figure out why Nolan or Omni-Man, uh, killed the guardians, uh, because, uh, the head of the GDA, uh, Cecil, who's a great character, by the way. Um, and that's a point I'll get into in a minute. But uh, but basically, it's uh, the head of the GDA, Cecil, trying to 
and his his team trying to you know because the story that he ends up uh the nolan ends up telling cecil cecil's like yeah i ain't buying this bullshit and so from like minute one he he has a he like has a aching suspicion that that um that nolan killed them and so he hires a demon detective named damien darkblood who's a really cool character uh and um you know, and and so, and then to, and then to make matters worse, uh, his wife, uh, Mark's mom, Nolan's wife, uh, Debbie, ends up finding out that uh, finding that out as well, and so you know, it's just the show is so suspenseful, and so like there were some moments in the show that I was just like, I had like my hand on my head, and I was just like my heart was pounding out of my chest, like it was just so. It just filled me with so much anxiety because, like, like they're not afraid to. What I like about the show is they're not afraid to go there. They're not afraid to go dark. They're not afraid to kill off characters, as evidenced by the end of the first episode. Um, <laughs> you know what I just mentioned earlier. But yeah, they're not afraid to go dark or kill any character they want to because they can, and uh, and they will. You know. Um, and and I love that because it shows that the show has stakes, and uh, and of course they and and I'll get into this in a second. They have br- they brought a few char- There's a few characters that end up being brought back, um, but you know for the most part, most of them stay dead. And uh, and I and I like that decision because, you know, if if uh, anyone can live, if everyone can live, anyone can live at any time and not die then there's no reason to be invested. There's no stakes because we know everyone's going to turn, going to be fine. But, you know, when you see people get beat up and you see blood spurting, pouring from their faces and you see like their hands being broken and you see them die, you know, and especially not just the superheroes and the villains, but also just citizens in the town they live in and across the world. When you see that, you realize, oh, okay, this is like the real world. I mean, people are dying and, you know, there's, there's, like I said, stakes, you know, there's a reason to be invested because, you know, especially with Nolan, because like I said, he is, um, he is basically an alien. I mean, he's a, he's a human, but like, he's an alien from another planet, uh, called Viltrum. And they're like one of the most powerful, uh, planets in their galaxy and probably in the universe. But he, he is basically, this show's version of Superman, except, you know, like, think Superman, but like evil, you know, (laughs) and we see, uh, of course, he doesn't think he's evil, but you know, like, you know, anyone who flat out murders, by the way, I should also mention, he did not say a single word during that, that, that massacre, he just, he went in there and straight up killed all of them without, without an explanation, um, but like, anyone who would just, uh, send every, Sorry, I'm trying to <laughs> uh, figure out what I'm how I'm wording this. Uh, any anyone who would gather up their teammates and massacre them without ex- at least explaining why, you know, is is kind of a psychopath. Like there there's something, like like they're either on so high of a level of thinking that, you know, it's like why did he do this or why why did they do this, or he's just a psychopath. You know. But of course, like I said, he's from a race where they, 
the Viltrum, the Viltrumites go, and it's funny because he tells his son Mark in the finale, he tells him, he says, because uh, when he was little, he told his son Mark that he his planet Viltrum uh, had, and his uh, people, the Viltrumites, went to underdeveloped worlds to help them prosper. But then in the finale, he tells them the opposite uh, because one, because he's kind of cornered and he doesn't have a choice uh, because uh, Mark just sees him murder a mortal again. Well, he didn't see him murder him the first time, but anyway, a mortal is brought back temporarily to life, proceeds to find Omni-Man, you know, fly out and find him, um, beat the shit out of him. And then there's, and, and by the way, this makes it even worse. The, there's these news copter, new copters, news news choppers uh broadcasting this to the entire world so but at this point omni-man at this point nolan doesn't care he just he punches him he caves his chest in with his fist again and instead of you think he's going to chop his head off but instead he just rips his torso from his legs and drops him (laughs) like he's like they're like 500 feet in the air it just drops him and every and and you know at that point it's like well there's no you can't hide your identity anymore, Nolan. Now the whole world knows you're a piece of shit, you know, now that you're a villain. And, um, but anyway, but back to what I was saying, Nolan ends up trying to explain to Mark, he says, okay, so what I told you about where I come from, yeah, that's a, that's not entirely true. That's kind of a lie. Basically, my people go instead, like we, what I said isn't true. Basically, my people go to underdeveloped worlds to try to get them to um, to join us and become something better. And if they refuse, well, we just kill them. Uh, you know, if they try to rebel, we just kill them. And, uh, and any of the ones that we don't kill, you know, they join us, you know, because they know what they're up against. <laughs> but, uh, and then the ones that do join us, you know, like I said, because he, he thinks, because from his perspective, uh, he's, uh, you know, he's just, he's been... Like, this is all for his people. Like, the, to him, this is a good thing. Um, but then again, like I said, the villain al- almost always thinks that their way of thinking is right and that the hero that they're fighting is in the wrong, you know? Like, that's which that, that's kind of how it works, you know? Um, but yeah, so... And, and then there... And that, that... By the way, that final episode was insane. Like, it was the most... It was... The, probably the most goriest, bloodiest episode in the entire show so far. And and by the way, there's only been eight episodes so far. But um but that was so crazy. Just you ha- you I swear you will never have wanted I never wanted to punch a character so badly until I watched that episode. Like I re- I wanted to punch I wanted to beat the shit out of Joffrey when I watched Game of Thrones earlier last year, I wanted to beat the shit out of Howard from 10 Cloverfield Lane when he shot Emmett in the face. Um, and then, you know, proceeded to kidnap Michelle, you know, a, you know, it, when that's, a, that's a movie, not a show, but you know, but you know, when, when a character, when a, a, an actor or a voice actor is playing a character so well that you just hate them with every fiber of your being, you know, they're playing a good, they're, they're good at what they're doing because, like I said, at this point, you're you're supposed to feel nothing but contempt for Omni Man or for Nolan. Like you're supposed to hate him, and um, and and I liked him for that aspect because 
I thought he was a damn good villain. And, uh, and I liked that, like I said, at the end of the first episode, I'm like, oh shit, so Mark's dad, so Nolan is the villain in this show. Like he's the main, I mean, at least for right now, you know, he's like the main villain. And, and I just, I think that's such a cool concept, you know, cause it's like, um, cause it reminds me of that, uh, moment in Batman v Superman when Bruce is talking to Alfred and he's saying, we need a contingency plan for in case Superman decides to, you know, I mean, just in case he turns evil or, you know, decides, oh, I can just do whatever I want and, you know, screw humanity, you know, um, you know, and he, and he even says in the line, he's like, uh, if we believe there's even a 1% chance that he's a threat, we have to take it as an absolute possibility um, or absolute certainty. I, I think that's the line. I'm kind of butchering it. It's been a while since I've seen Batman v Superman. But, you know, so it's like that. And, um, you know, and it's just, it's so cool to see, like, the the hero that people have looked up to for the past, like I said, two decades, because he's been on Earth for 20 years, you know, be revealed to be a villain. Like, he's been playing this game that for 20 years, like, he's just been waiting for his moment. Like, he was waiting for Mark to get his powers so he could... You know, so, so, and, and that's why he killed the Guardians, or at least, well, they don't flat, flat out say why he killed them, but I feel like he killed them because he was waiting until Mark got his powers because, you know, he's like, oh, okay, so my son should be half human and half Viltrumite because I'm from Viltrum, but he hasn't gotten his powers yet, so maybe he's just, you know, maybe he does, he, maybe he never will. But, you know, a few days ago when he, you know, in the first episode when he got his powers, that's when Nolan's like, okay, now I can put my grand plan into action. So that's when, he, you know, he, like I said, he gathered all the Guardians to HQ, murdered them all, and then played dumb, you know, like pretended. And 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 he and his plan was so, almost so foolproof, he would have gotten away with the whole thing if it wasn't for Cecil's stubbornness and uh, and, and Damien's, Damien Darkblood's prodding with Debbie, you know, like he mentions it to Debbie when they first meet. He's like, do you really believe that your husband's innocent? You know, do you really believe that story? And, um, but yeah, that was, that was such a crazy, it's just, I, I just love that concept. Um, and yeah, and I, it's just, it's great. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, another thing I want to talk about real quick. Uh, I love, I love this joke, uh, this running joke in the show, or it's not really in the show. Well, I guess it is, but basically with each episode, uh, a character will start a sentence and the it'll end or it, it or it'll be towards the end of the sentence they'll say the word invincible but before it cuts to or but before they can say it it cuts to the title card of the show which is you know called invincible um and that'd be funny enough on its own but what makes what but what's the icing on the cake in that in in you know what what makes it even better is that um, with each passing episode, the title card gets a little bit more blood splattered on it. And I like that because it's like indicating that the show is getting darker and more violent and gory as it continues. Um, cause in the fir- at the end of the first episode, by the way, yeah, it's, it takes until the end of the first episode before Mark says, you know, before someone says invincible, cause that's his name he came up with. So he says it at the end when Titan's like, who are you? And he's like, oh, I'm, and then it cuts to the title card. Uh, but in, but the first episode, it's fine. Cause like I said, the first episode's kind of, well, not hunky dory, but like everything's okay. You know, we've got this under control. 
you know, the heroes always win. We're fighting the, you know, we're fighting the villains. Everything's going, everything's going according to plan. You know, and, and like I said, then Nolan shows up, shows up and, and screws everything up, you know, <laughs> at the end of the, at the end of the first episode. Um, so yeah, so, but I, I love that running joke. And and then, like I said, so the first episode starts off or when we see the title card in the first episode, it's completely clean. It's a blue background with the yellow, uh, name with the name all in yellow. And, you know, it says created by Robert Kirkman, et cetera, you know, and, uh, and then by the time we get to the episode eight, the finale, uh, it's just completely splattered in blood. Like there's like a little bit in the corner, in the corners and in the middle that isn't covered in blood. But for the most part, it's like almost covered in blood <laughs> completely. Um, which is crazy, but, um, but I loved that detail. Uh, and another thing I'd, I'd like to point out is the animation is really clear and crisp and fluid. Um, and I just, you know, and there's so many details in it and, uh, and it does look like the animation does look like a comic book come to life, you know, like it does look like something you'd see out of a comic book, which is cool because, um, the show was, like I said, Robert Kirkman, the guy who created The Walking Dead, created this show. And he also created the um, comics, the comic book series uh, that this show is based on. And uh, I thought, and what makes that even funnier is that that makes the second, or at least as far as I know, that makes the second show that Robert Kirkman has created that was based on a comic book series that he also created. Because not only is this show, Invincible, you know, based on his comic book series, um, but The Walking Dead, you know, the show, the other show he created, is also based on a series of the Walking Dead comic book series. So I just thought that was interesting. I'm like, oh, hey, it's another show that he created based on a comic book series that he also created. <laughs> you know, it's kind of ironic. Um, so I, I thought that was neat. But uh, but yeah, so. Oh, and uh, I really got to hand it to the, the voice cast. Like, they went all out uh, hiring some really great voice actors and actors who aren't necessarily voice actors, but they still did a pretty good job. Like, uh, the main cast, like Mark, or Invincible, is uh, voiced by Stephen Young, who, if you watch The Walking Dead, or if you have, because he's not on the show anymore, but uh, Stephen Young played uh, Glenn for you know, for the first six seasons and the first episode of season seven before, well, before he got killed by Negan. Um, and, and, you know, and since then he's been in a few things like he, he's been in, uh, Minari, like the, this, uh, recent movie about, uh, him and his Asian grandmother that came out or his Asian mother. Um, I think that's what it was about, but yeah, but I, I had seen a few commercials for that. He, he was in, uh, the twilight zone, the new twilight zone. Um, he's been in a few other things, but, uh, you know, and then his mother, Debbie, is uh, voiced by Sandra Oh, who's, you know, been in Grey's Anatomy and a bunch of other things. <laughs> she uh, She's in Killing Eve, uh, which is, I haven't seen it yet, but it's, uh, I've heard it was a good, sh- it's a good show. Uh, and then Nolan Grayson, Omni-Man, is voiced by none other than J.K. Simmons, who, I mean, if you don't know who J.K. Simmons is, I mean, you know, <laughs> where do I begin? He was the voice of Ford Pines, Stanford, the Ford Pines on Gravity Falls. He's the progressive insurance, uh, or not progressive, uh, the farmer's insurance uh, professor, you know, where he's like, talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. You know, like he's, he's all, you know, it, if you've seen those commercials, you know what I'm talking about. He's always the one giving the tour 
to the uh, people and they, you know, he shows a statue and he's like, oh, this happened this date, you know. Uh, he also, he's the voice of the yellow M&M, <laughs> interestingly enough. He was J. Jonah Jameson in Sam Raimi's Spider-Man trilogy. Um, he was in Kung Fu Panda 3. He played the villain in that. I forgot the guy's, the character's name. But he was this big bull, like this big massive bull. Um, and he's just, but yeah, he's just been in so many things. Oh, he was in Whiplash in 2014 with, uh, uh, what's that guy's name? Anyway, uh, was it Miles Teller? I think, yeah, with Miles Teller, uh, where he played that, uh, really abusive and angry out of control music teacher. Um, but yeah, he's just, and that's, that's just a few of the things he's been in, but, um, but once again, yeah, he, he nails it. He knocks it out of the park. He's great in this. Uh, and so are Steven and Sandra, but on top of that, not only, and that's just the main, those are just the main three. We've also got, um, we've also got Walton Goggins is the voice of Cecil, which I didn't even know. I'm just looking at it now. I didn't even know that. <laughs> I thought that was, I thought that's neat. Cause I, I love Walton Goggins. He's a great actor. Um, we've got, and, and again, uh, like I said, Stephen Young was in the walking dead. We've got some more walking dead alumni in here. We've got, uh, Ross Marquand who was, um, who was, um, Aaron on the walking dead. He, he voices robot or Rudy, uh, uh, Zachary Quinto, uh, Jason Mantzoukas, who he's been in a bunch of stuff. He's Rex, um, Gray Griffin. Well, she was Gray Delisle, but she ended up, um, she got married, so she changed her name. She's in the show. Kevin Michael Richardson's in the show. Carrie Payton, who was in the original Teen Titans and the reboot that's now going on, and who was Ezekiel on The Walking Dead, he's in here. Zazie Beats, Kevin Michael Richardson, Clancy Brown, who was Mr. Krabs. He voices Damien Darkblood. Mark Hamill's in the show. He's uh he's a superhero tailor art. Uh he's he's a good actor. Um but yeah, there's there's more, but uh, that's just that's just scratching the surface. There's a few like surprise cameos and everything. But um but that but the vo- like I said the voice cast is stacked with uh you know, with not only voice actors but with not only famous actors but famous voice actors as well. And um and and they they all just do a fantastic job, um, but yeah. So I I guess I'll I guess I'll end it with this. Um, the 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 whole first season was great. Uh, I I had never felt as much anxiety watching a show as I have this show, or at least I can't remember the last time I felt this much anxiety um, while watching a show. Um, you know, the animation was great. The voice acting was spectacular and the concept it's a it has a really great concept and um just the way the first season ended um you know it's like like that fight between nolan and mark is crazy uh and it just and like i said it and going back to him you know being like so hateable of a character or so hateable is that a word anyway it just like you can he's just so like he, he reveals his true colors, like, but he, he does love Mark and he ends up not killing him because, uh, he does end up loving him. But like, he, he just says some really shitty things <laughs> during their fight, like about humans and his wife. Like he, he said, he calls her a pet. Like, he's like, Oh, I loved her like as a pet, like, or she was kind of more like a pet. And I, 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 <laughs> 
I lost track of how many times I said F you Nolan throughout the episode when I was watching it. But but no, he's still a great character and and uh he's still a great character. Um even even though like he is a piece of shit, he's he's a good villain, you know, like he's a good character and and a good villain or great villain, I should say. And and JK Simmons, you know, voice work is great at, is phenomenal. Um but yeah, so it yeah, it ends with Nolan leaving the planet presumably to go back to his home planet to get reinforcements, you know, because he's like, well, shit, my son keeps, interf- you know, my son's not going to stop interfering until I, until he, I, I, he kills me or I kill him. And I was on the verge of killing him, but I don't want to. So, you know, and he can't stop all of us. So maybe if I just go back to get reinforcements, you know, we can just take earth over now. And so it ends with him, uh, oh, oh, by the way, Seth Rogen, <laughs> it ends with him talking, uh, he's a, well, he, he plays a character named Alan the Alien, who we meet earlier in the show, but he ends up talking with Alan, uh, in space, like on the moon. Uh, Alan comes back and tells him that, uh, he's like, oh yeah, the Viltrumites, uh, they, he's like, they invade, when Mark tells Alan what happened, uh, Alan ex- explains, he's like, yeah, the Viltrumites, uh, massacred most of my people to conquered my home planet and uh they're relentless so you you guys are going to have to come up with a game plan and he basically tells him that the organization he works for the coalition of planets he's like yeah we're trying to gather up as many worlds as many planets as possible um that want to fight with us um but it's going to take some time and uh and then it ends with like a little montage after Alan asks what are you going to do next and Mark's thinking about what he's going to do next. It ends with a montage of like of all the other subplots either wrapping up or like cont- or like ending on a cliffhanger for the next season. And um and, and and that was a really good ending. And there's no there's no mid-credits or post-credits scene in this episode. Um it's only the first 6 that have a post-credit scene or mid-credit scene. The episode 7 and episode 8 didn't have one. But yeah, um and the other villains are great as well, like uh, some that we don't see as much, but Titan's a good anti-hero. Um, he's this big buff black guy who can like form uh, like a like form like um, a protective suit of rocks and marble and concrete around him. And uh, he's, he's pretty badass. Isotope is pretty cool. Machine Head. Um, and some and, you know, like some of these characters we only see for one episode, but they're, they're most likely going to come back. The Mahler twins, they're, they're in the show a good bit. They're voiced by Kevin Michael Richardson. Uh, they're basically these blue skinned, really intelligent, hyper powerful superhumans. And, um, and they're basically like the original guardians, like they're, they're most recurring villains. And, um, so, you know, they, they fight them pretty regularly. And, um, but yeah, they're, uh, <laughs> but they're, but, but, you know, it's like, uh, and they're both clones, but both of them state that they're the original and the other one's a clone because they ever so often they'll have to clone another cause one of them died. Um, but anyway, but yeah, so there's all the characters are great. Um, Mark's friends, William, Amber, Eve, they're all great. Um, and it's just, the show's really great. So, uh, if you haven't seen it yet, and you made it to the end of this, uh, well, sorry, I spoiled, spoiled some stuff, but you know, I, I did warn you. Uh, (laughs) but if you haven't seen the show yet, go watch it on Amazon prime or, uh, 
maybe buy it on iTunes or find another site to stream it on. You could probably find it somewhere, somewhere else. And, um, yeah, uh, the whole season's out, all eight episodes. Uh, they're about 42, 48, between 42 and 48 minutes. Um, but yeah, I highly recommend it. It's a great show. Uh, and, uh, a week, uh, last week, the day, the day before the finale aired, they announced that there was going to be, they, Amazon renewed the show for two more seasons. So we know we're at least getting up to season three. So I can't wait to see what's going to, especially with how season one ended, I can't wait to see what they're going to do next, uh, with the next, uh, seasons, uh, with the upcoming seasons with seasons two and three. So, um, I'm really looking forward to it. And, um, yeah, I guess that, uh, just about does it. So, Thank you all for listening, and I will, um, I guess I'll see you guys next week, or two weeks from now, uh, haven't made up my mind yet, but I will, I will see you guys sometime next week, or sometime soon, and, um, yeah, take care.